1: Welcome to a brand new season of our lovely American football podcast, The Fumble. This is me, Vernon Kay, and him, Darren Fletcher. We are kicking off the brand new season. The 2022 season is underway today as we speak Sunday. And I think it's going to be one of those seasons where it's all to play for, as it always is. But Darren, I think there are no favourites this season in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I think i go with you. is, is, is it... Is it no favourites or is it lots of favourites? I can't quite work out whether everybody...
1: It's half of this. What do they call it? 12-1 and a dozen of the other? (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Because there's loads of teams now that look like they're ready to win, where I I think it's the old cliche, it's going to be wide open. You'd be crackers to try and predict it, but we will do during the course of the podcast. Uh, What I would just put the little caveat in, because this has been released on Sunday... We are actually recording this on Thursday. Because of the circumstances in the country, we've decided not to release it until Sunday. Hence why we won't be looking back on the Thursday night season opener. So I don't think we've forgotten about that. Um, I don't want you caning this early in the season. But no, look, I'm, I'm, I'm mad excited. As a Bears fan, I'm wearing the big C today. I think that we've got a really good chance to get the first overall pick next year. So that's kind of my focus. It's not quite sunk for luck. But I think that might be as good as it is for Chicago this season, Vernon. You probably feel the same.
1: Yeah, definitely, Darren. You know, I think that as long as Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback under centre at Green Bay, I think Green Bay for the foreseeable future will be the number one team in that division. But as far as everywhere else goes, I think they're pretty much open and wide open. And especially let's take a look at the NFC, uh, Let's take a look at the AFC. I think that's probably the toughest conference to make a decision in this year? As, you know, some might debate it has been for several years now, but it's a tough one.
2: So if you were going to, and you know I'm going to push you, and you can push me too, but if you look at it, I agree with you. Loads and loads and loads of teams. I mean, the, the one division alone, Kansas City, San Diego, well, not San Diego, LA, I still call them San Diego. Me too. Um, the Raiders and the Broncos. I think if you said to me now, any one of those teams could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, I would say, yep, yeah, I can see that. Josh McDaniels with the Raiders, Russell Wilson going to Denver, Justin Herbert looks ready to just explode this year on a talent-laden Charger roster. And then, of course, Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid are what they are. I think you could say that any one of those teams could do it. Buffalo is a smart pick for obvious reasons in the AFC with Josh Allen. The Dolphins, you think, would be better now they've... Um, stockpile the talent on the offensive side of things, and then it, surely one of these seasons, Lamar Jackson's got to get the Raiders, uh, the the Ravens, rather to the to the big show. So you kind of look at it, and you can make a, a, a real big case for lots and lots of teams. I I, I just kind of think in that in that conference, for me, I would look towards a team like the Chargers or a team like the Raiders because I think they're going to give you a run, and I think you can get carried away with what you are seeing, I think if you go easy and go Buffalo, they're going to be there all the way through. And then you kind of get to the playoffs and think, right, let's see what's going to happen. But I think if you go, I'm going to go Raiders in the AFC, or I'm going to go Chargers in the AFC, you've got that little bit of romance and that bit of intrigue as well, just to see how good it's going to be based on all the, the positive talks surrounding them at the moment. Well, I think in a nutshell, every
1: team looks good on paper, but every team has one element of their offense or defense that is seriously lacking. You know, for example, we, 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 you look at Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas city chiefs on offense. They've got Travis Kelsey. They used to have a whole bunch of wide receivers. They've gone now. They brought in a few receivers, um, uh, Smith-Schuster, is, uh, Juju's over there at Kansas City. Running back, they're going to rely on Cly- uh, and Edwards-Hilaire. Is that a thing? If you yeah. look at Buffalo, I think their running back is slightly lacking, Singletary, you know. Um, and then the San Diego Chargers, their DBs are debatable. So what's going to happen there? I don't think there's an all-round NFL team this season where you could say they are the perfect package. I think we're in a development Uh, period at the moment for the NFL. You always are in the NFL, don't get me wrong, don't quote me, but the top teams, top tier teams, I think this is a development period and that's why I think the competition this year is going to be absolutely mega.
2: Yeah, you called them San Diego as well, so one each on that. Also, we don't even mention the division with the Titans and the Colts. The Colts kept Matt Ryan, so they should be better, but they lose the defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus, who's now the head coach in Chicago, so you wonder whether... It's kind of addition by subtraction or whatever that is. And you think about Tennessee, they lost A.J. Brown, but they drafted a receiver early, Traylon Burks. Ryan Tannehill, if he can perform, if Derrick Henry stays healthy. I mean, you kind of look at them. Nobody's really speaking about Tennessee. For some reason, people are going cold on them. But again, you've got kind of seven, eight. I think one thing we do know, there'll be really good teams in the AFC that don't make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, wouldn't you be disappointed if you're in that division with the Bills, Miami, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, you don't make the playoffs because look at the teams in there and then look at the teams like the, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, you know, <laughs> with, with the Kansas City Chiefs, etc. That's an amazing division. You know, th- there's, there's a few divisions where as a head coach you go, oh, for the love of sweet baby Jesus, What have we got to do? You know what I mean? As we progress, they progress. As they progress, we progress. It's like a a cat chasing its tail. And I think that's why, you know, we've said it and we say it again. This season, I think, is unpredictable. And I think it's going to be really exciting. And I think we're in for some major upsets. You know, not many people saw the Cincinnati Bengals make it to the Super Bowl. But I'm going to put this on the line straight away. I think we'll get two teams in the Super Bowl. What did I say? Cincinnati Bengals? Well, you're
2: fine. No, no, I'm I'm ready. I'm poised and ready. This is the first big... The first big statement of the
1: season. Darren is gesticulating. He's waving his hands. Whenever whenever, uh, he does that, it either means one of two things. Uh, Shut up (laughs) or I'm waiting. I'm on the edge of my seat. So, Darren, wait for this. I think we're going to get two Super Bowl teams who no one predicted.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. I think all the experts can do their damnedest to try and predict who's going to make the Super Bowl. But I think we're going to get not necessarily underdogs, I think we'll get two solid teams that aren't in the top 10 of predicted teams to make the Super Bowl.
2: You see, we will do our predictions at the end of this podcast and we will hold each other accountable for them all the way through the season. And I presume, now you've said that, the shrewdy that you are, you will be taking that into account come prediction time. No, 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 no. No? Okay. See, I think, I think there are some great, fascinating um, things to watch in all of the AFC divisions. I'm fascinated to see what the Dolphins look like now they've added Tyreek Hill to Jalen Waddle and what that's going to do for Tua to Tungavailoa, whether they can be a legitimate Super Bowl team this season. The Patriots last year ran the football and Mac Jones didn't have to do anything. I look at this conference and Mac Jones has to do something this year because you just can't run it against these teams in the AFC. No, he will do something, Darren.
1: He will do something. You know, it's, big, it's a big year for him.
2: But how much well, can he do? How much can he do?
1: Well, I think he came to fruition in a handful of games last season. Let's let's not forget no, he did. He did. He put some good wins out there. And yeah, I think this is the year. He's had an extra year with the big man in charge. He's had an extra year of learning. He's had an extra year of gaining confidence because NFL is all about that. It's not like, you know, the Premier League where you get, let's say, well, what's going on with Tuchel at Chelsea? You know, uh, Brian Potter has just rolled in there in his wheelchair from the Phoenix Club uh, and he's about to take over. But, you know, like in the NFL, you don't get that many chances. And the fact that he's hung around, I think um, it's a good sign for for the young uh, Mac Jones.
2: OK, so we're split on Mac Jones. I think he's going to go the other way. And I think New England, by the end of the year, are thinking, well, maybe not quite what we thought. Also, he definitely won't be bringing back Cam Newton. No. <laughs> <laughs> what will Lamar Jackson look like in a contract year? What did Pittsburgh look like after Big Ben? Mitchell Trubisky is the starting quarterback. Cleveland put all the marbles into the middle of the table for Deshaun Watson. We don't see him until the back end of the season. So Cleveland, who might have been a smart pick in the AFC, may end up missing the playoffs altogether. And then you you get to that division that we spoke about earlier, the West. Josh McDaniels, what about his impact? I'm fascinated to see just how good Denver are with all of those receiving options, a really good offensive line, a good running game, and Russell Wilson. They need to play average defence to win games. Not good defence, and they do tend to play pretty good defence. I wonder whether the the undervalued team in the American Football Conference before we start are the Denver Broncos. But the caveat I would put in, we've been asking now for a couple of years, where is Russell Wilson at the moment? Is he still Russell Wilson? And I think we find that out this year. If he is, I think that's a difficult team to stop regardless of what else is in that conference, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do. And and I feel sorry for Denver fans, to be honest with you, because they've not, not had a, a franchise quarterback for a very, very long time. They get these guys that they can rely on for maybe two seasons. It worked with Peyton Manning. You know, a few seasons at Denver under centre, took them to a couple of Super Bowls. Um, and then that was it. Back into the bottom of the sieve with all the garbage. And then you go again and you try again and you try again and you try again. And then you lay all your money on your line. You go and get Russell Wilson. And, then, and now all hopes in Denver are relying on the saviour again to come in and take this team to a championship, which will probably happen, as you've beautifully explained, Darren, but then they'll go back down again. It's like, guys, surely it can't be difficult. And this is what amazes me about American football. The number of college players that are available, but still your team are garbage. Yeah. I don't get it. So therefore we turn to the coaches and it's all about the coaching staff because... Funnily enough, we talked about it prior to coming on to the podcast. Like, if you've got the physical measurables to be an NFL player, what you need is to learn the game. You need coaching. And we know that NFL athletes are some of the best in the world in all positions. You know, you've got the big lads up front. You've got the skinny lads at the back. It's that simple. And they're coached to do a particular job, a specific job on the field. And it's how they are coached, how they're developed as people and how they're developed uh, with, their, with their football knowledge. That's the difference. And I think Denver need to book up their ideas because if I was a Broncos fan, I'd be fuming that this peak and this trough keep coming on a regular basis.
2: Just get the staff that are needed to take the team forward. I think they've tried to do that this season. They've gone for Nathaniel Hackett, who was the offensive coordinator in Green Bay. So they know they've got uh, an offensive mind Russell Wilson's been given a new contract. The receivers are relatively young. The running back's relatively young. It has got the look of a team that not only can play now, but can stay together for a period of time. And I agree with you. The last time I think they had genuine stability at quarterback was John Elway. You know, they tried Tim Tebow. They tried Jay Cutler. Peyton Manning was there for a very short space of time. It has been a bit of a revolving door. I think if you're going to get a quarterback in and you want him to be a franchise quarterback... You've got to get at least five, seven, eight years out of that player and really making the focal point of the franchise. And I think on, on this occasion right now, you know that's exactly what the Denver Broncos are going to try and do. Um, having said all of that, they could quite easily finish bottom of the West behind the Raiders, the Chiefs and the Chargers. And then you sat there thinking, well, oh, we got Russell Wilson, but it didn't make a blind bit of difference because everybody else was so good. I'm fascinated to see how Devontae Adams does Oh. Yeah, Aaron I drafted him in one of my leagues and I was sat there thinking what are you doing because you only know that he's good when he's got Aaron Rodgers throwing to him and then you think well he's now got Derek Carr but he's also got Josh McDaniel so the offence will be well designed but I think he's a massive wild card we kind of just presume that he's the best wide out in the NFL well
1: they went to college together though didn't they so know, they've, got exactly. a, they've got a relationship anywhere yeah you know and uh, it's like it's like an ex-girlfriend coming there, back, in back. Do you Say think that again?
2: Do you think he'll be the same? I think he think will. He'll be as good in, in in Las Vegas as he was in Green Bay.
1: I think he will. But what I do think is they'll do is they'll stretch that offense uh, by using more more tight ends. They'll bring in. Uh, apparently, uh, the running back Jacobs isn't happy, and they're not happy with him, so he's going to go. But he's still around. It's all about the running game to to kind of, we know American football, you need to develop a running game. Therefore, you can encourage the pass game, so to speak. And I don't think they've got a solid enough running game to do that with the the people that they've got on the roster. So I think it's just going to be them two. It's just going to be QB receiver.
2: Well, we'll get to the big predictions in a bit. Let's have a look at the NFC. Before we do that. Let's have a little reminder about September the 22nd, which is rapidly, rapidly closing in on us. Um, the Fumble Road Trip with Fletcher and Verm, We're going to be there. We're going to be flying into Tampa Bay International Airport. We're going to have a couple of days in Tampa Bay. We're going to go and see the Tampa Bay Rays in what I think is their final homestand of the regular season before the playoffs start. We're going to go to tailgate at Raymond James Stadium, and then we're going to watch... Tom Brady go toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers. We're then going to fly to New York, Times Square. We're going to get on a connector of some description, probably a coach, and we're going to go to MetLife Stadium and we're going to watch the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Giants, one of the iconic rivalries in the NFL. And we're going to do this at the same time as drinking copious amounts of Bud Light, laughing like a drain, and having a bloody good time. And if anybody wants to come... You can. Elite Sports Travel is the place to do it. Go on, have a look at them on social media or on the website. Make sure you come. I can promise you one thing. Me and Vern are, ex- are as excited as you are, and we will promise to look after you and have a cracking time. It's nearly here, Vern. I'm so excited. It's mad.
1: Yeah, it's going to be outrageous. It really is. From the moment we touch down on the, uh, the sunny peninsula of Florida, it's going to be nothing but laughs. Uh, laughs, laughs, more laughs couple of beers and then some football some baseball sprinkled on top but I mean who could not enjoy three nights in Florida couple of nights in uh, well one night in in New York and you are laughing and singing this trip is something special it really is and uh, to be a part of it is an absolute honour and I cannot wait we're already planning dinner reservations lunch reservations we're sorting out taxes for where we're going to go and what we're going to do I've got a friend who lives in Tampa, so I've absolutely battered his brain with, listen, we're coming, 15 of us. Uh, what do you reckon? Uh, and he, he's kind of like, right, don't worry about it. I'll fix it. I'll sort it. So uh, along with Ben and the guys at Elite Travel, we've got lots of different options, lots
2: of things to do, lots to see. I just don't think there's enough time, Darren. No, because we're going to be watching games too while we're there, so I think we get there on Thursday. So the, the idea is that, Cleveland played Pittsburgh that night, so we're going to go to a bar and watch that. I think when we've watched the game on Sunday, by the time we get back to where we are and find a decent bar, we're going to watch Sunday night football, so we'll all watch that together. So there's loads of other stuff going on around the two games, but fantastic games to watch. Rodgers, Brady, Bucks against Packers, and then Monday night, um, Cowboys, Giants at MetLife. And by the way, just to be in those two stadiums is going to be special. They're very different, but they're both fantastic.
1: Yeah, MetLife's my favourite. MetLife is my favourite. Saw so that uh, iconic Super Bowl with, the, fully enough, the Broncos and the Seahawks in that stadium, and it is one of the best. The, the, the concourse in MetLife is something special. It really is. It's like it's got its own uh, shopping mall inside. It's outrageous with all the restaurants and the eateries and the bars and this, that and the other. Really looking forward to it. And obviously, like just being in great company, that's 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 you know being in great company, and the big thing the big talking point is that your mental health and just sitting, chatting with the folks, talking about football, talking about life, getting to know each other. Uh, really looking forward, and I'm really excited to the weekend. Uh, I cannot wait. And we'll get to see Adam Dirty as well with his uh, defensive front line for the Cowboys. We get to see the godfather of my children, Tom Brady.
2: Um, uh, so it's really exciting times, Darren. Are you going to be um a nuisance? Yeah, of course. Around Tom, will you, will, you will you be shouting? Because I remember I remember being sat with you at Wembley when F.A. Abaddon was playing. Oh, yeah. The minute the stadium went quiet, you, that's when you started shouting to F.A. And anybody, everybody at Wembley that day could hear you because you waited. You timed it perfectly, and then you got this big, booming, Bolton voice of you that went bah, flying around. And I remember thinking... F.A. Barra knows exactly where Vernon is, but he's not just, gonna, <laughs> he's just, make eye contact. I'm just wondering whether. I think he, he only turned on right once. Like Vern, give it a rest.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: it, it was, and, and I think Tom knows. You know, I think, I think, uh, I, I think Tom knows what's coming. Uh, let's just say that. And then obviously we'll go and sit outside his house and stalk him. Yeah, uh, either him ask him for an <laughs> autograph, buzz his doorbell. Uh, if we've had too many Bud Lights, we'll, we'll jump over his garden wall. Yeah. Uh, you know how
2: it is, damn I it is. Just yeah. a bit of fun with the, the guy. I'll stay on the other side. I'll give you the leg up and I'll stay on the other side.
1: Yeah, and we'll have copious amounts of chicken wings, yes. you know, burgers, fries, the whole... We're just going to live the American dream. We'll be doing, we'll be drinking cocktails with copious amounts of ice and no booze. That's what it is, because that's what yeah. you get in America.
2: <laughs> I still can't take them, if you notice. I still can't take them. The, the ice doesn't seem to make a great deal no, great of no difference. Um, Elite Sports Travel, September the twenty second. Make sure you join us. On him then, Tom Brady. Right, I will. I'll open the floor to you, my friend, because this is your guy. He retires. He unretires. He goes to camp. He leaves camp, spending time with his family. He's back at camp. He's forty five. Is this trending in the right direction this season for Tom Brady or are we all just reading too much into it? It
1: doesn't sound like it, does it? It doesn't sound like it from the way you've just described it. But if you look at him, I've just seen an advert on his social media for his Tom Brady TB12 brand and he's advertising T-shirts and underwear, which, you know, God forbid he hears this, but it looks horrific, his clothing line. It really does. I'll be honest with you. It's like what you, but it's just a baggy T-shirt, Tom, and a pair of shorts. There's nothing there that's going to make me buy that Tom Brady branded T-shirt. Do you know
2: what if, I mean? if 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 I see it in Tampa, I will buy it. Of I, course I, you I will. Can, Of course you can can say no. I don't care what it looks like. If it's got TB12 on it, I don't you So, see, on.
1: you you take that Tom Brady relationship uh, a little bit further because you're desperate to get into his pants.
0: Hey. <laughs>
1: uh, so, so, if you look at him physically, he looks yeah, skinnier so. than he ever has. He's lost a ton of weight. I don't know why he's leaned out. And it looks like he's had his teeth done. So, I think he's gone away and had his gnashes done.
2: You because, uh, to, do you think he went to, when he had the time off, was he in
1: Turkey? Is he he went, to you Turkey? went to Turkey. Turkey. Yeah, he's had a stitch in the barnet. And yeah. He's had his teeth done, but you
2: look at him, he's had his teeth done. He's had his teeth done, Has he, he his teeth. yeah. He's had his teeth done. Listen, this if this is the case, this is the big breaking story. Pre season, before before we get down to it, you are breaking the news here that Tom Brady's had his teeth done. I've not seen well, this anywhere, but you might
1: be wrong. But just look at his teeth, it looks like he's had his teeth done, they look better than ever. Uh, and he looks better than ever, do you know what I mean, at, at his tender age of whatever he is mid 40s. Uh, I think it's nothing to worry about Darren. We know what the guy's capable of. We know that his football smarts are out there. Their league's are bugger everyone else. He doesn't panic when a situation for many would require panic and backs against the wall. I think if you're being led by Tom Brady and they brought in some good players to help him and I think he's desperate for that next ring, I think Tom Brady's a force to be reckoned with with that Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. And let's not forget, look at the way that that defense destroyed the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, if they can maintain that pressure, if they can maintain the middle of the field as a no-go area, I think the Buccaneers will be dominant.
2: The last thing I will do is be the person to say, this is the season when the cards start to fall for Tom Brady. I've learned I'm not going to do that, no chance. I'm not even going to be contrarian to try and go the other way to generate discussion. I'm I'm all in with him too. But even I when think- they, he was with the Patriots and they had what would be deemed a, a losing record, they were still good football teams. Yeah. Outrageous. I agree. What I would put to you, though, we, we did the, the AFC and kind of went through most of the teams and we said you can make a case they can win. I don't know whether you agree, but but the Rams, the defending champions, look... So far ahead, for me, of anybody else in the NFC. They look better now than they did this time last year because a lot of players on the roster now know they can win the big one. Yeah, they don't. And also, the main one. it was Matt Stafford's first season with the team. Right. That's and, and, outrageous. Yeah, and he was always the one where you said, well, can he win the big one? Because yeah, he'd got no playoff experience really with Detroit. So he goes in and goes right the way through and was brilliant when they needed him in the Super Bowl. Um, Alan Robinson comes in, who I think is an upgrade on Odell Beckham because I think he's more consistent and he'll be happier to be a foil to Cooper Cup, who's going to be as good as ever. Running game will be better. Cam Akers starts the season healthy when he did it last year. Aaron Donald is still there on defence, as with a lot of other very, very good playmakers, and they've still got Sean McVay. So I look at them, and I think it takes a massive effort for someone in the NFC to beat them. I think there are some sides on the rise... I think Philadelphia will be a lot better this year. I think the way that they've added to the roster, restocked it, made trades, got genuinely good players in all positions now, makes them really good. But I still think that that there's one or two reservations about the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. From a Cowboys perspective, I'm not 100% sure. Defensively, you wonder whether they're going to get the kind of takeaways and pressure that they had last year. You look at the 49ers, Trey Lance is an issue because it's, it's, it's the first season he started and we don't quite know how he's going to do. Rogers has lost Devonte Adams, so there's a big question there. And you kind of look around it, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is missing for six weeks in, in Arizona, which is going to be a problem for them. A lot of teams at the moment there in the NFC, you would kind of look at them and say, big questions, we don't really know what's going to happen The one sure thing in the National Football Conference at the moment is that the Super Bowl champions from last year look as good as ever. They look strong, they've got the winning mentality, they've got the taste for it. There's no real reason why that won't carry on.
0: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
1: I'm going to beg, I'm going to steal, and I'm going to borrow some willpower from the UK's NFL fans to get behind the Dallas Cowboys. For one reason and one reason only, my mate Adam Durdy is a defensive line coach for the Cowboys. And after having spoken to him uh, over a long period of time with several cocktails in central London, uh, it amazes me the hard work, the effort that these Coaches that we mentioned earlier on put into making an American football team good uh, and impressive. And uh, you know, if there's one thing that him and FAO Obari have in common, it's their will to do well to succeed. They've both got amazing work ethics, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little bit of a wager on the Dallas Cowboys. Probably a controversial one because everyone takes the Mickey at the Cowboys because they're always. Never there. They're not even close. I think they've only made the playoffs once in however many years, but they've got these superstars on their roster and their America's team. But is Mike McCarthy the coach to take them forward? Who knows? Um, is Jimmy still in charge a good thing? You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, but I'm going to put a little something-something on the Cowboys just because of the fact that there's a former London Warrior on the roster. And that's why I'm going to do the same, even though in this, they're in the same division. I'm going to put a little wager on my mate FAO Barter to get more than seven sacks this season. Oh, brilliant. You see, I like the Washington that you, Commanders.
2: You've got a horse in the race. I like that. You've got a connection. You've got friendships. And you're going to follow the guys. I like that. Do you know one team I would say, just to keep an eye on, I'm not really basing it on a great deal, but they've got a new head coach. Hang on, You've let me let me ju-
1: preempt this. I know what you're going to say. I think, I think you're going to say the Saints.
2: No. You're not. not. No, I'll let you do the Saints in a minute. I'm going to say the Vikings. And I'll tell you why. Because they've got explosive players on offense in Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. They've got a quarterback in Kirk Cousins who's okay in the regular season. The problems seem to come in the playoffs. And they always play relatively okay defense. But they lost so many games. I'm not going to bore everybody with the actual number, but they lost so many one-score games last season. But they've only got to turn around half of the one-score games they lost. And they're a playoff team. And kind of a team that's completely under the radar, that nobody thinks is going to do anything. If they can turn the one-score defeats into wins, more often than not, they're going to challenge Green Bay in that division, let alone be a playoff team. So I just kind of look at it and think, You've got really good players in, in good areas, good positions. And then you've got this team that was so close last year. Wonder whether the new head coach, the new mindset with the GM, the new regime, turn those marginal losers into marginal winners. And if they are able to do that, you've got a team that could improve quite dramatically. Give us your yep. take on the Saints then, because you, you've obviously got a little, bit of a little bit of an inkling for them. Well, yeah, I, I'm going to, you mentioned there that Kirk Cousins is all right in the
1: regular season. He doesn't seem to have it in the, in the playoffs. I think the thing with Kirk Cousins, and we've seen it, you know, he's quite explosive. It's his temperament. I don't know what it is, but if you've got the aforementioned weapons and assets that they have on that offense, uh, you know, Jefferson isn't the only wide receiver on there. Let's not forget Tillman was, the, yeah. was their number one prior to him arriving. And he's a damn good wide receiver. Um, And they've got Delvin Cook, they've got a decent running game, but I just think that quarterback, I don't have... The thing with American football, for me, it's confidence when you see a guy on the field and you just know, this is 50-50. You know what I mean? If it's Tom Brady, I'm like, well, this is definitely 80-20, this in our favor. But with Kirk Cousins, I'm thinking this could go either way. Third Third and short, it doesn't matter because I don't have any confidence whatsoever in Kirk Cousins. Going to the Saints, on exactly the same note, I don't have any confidence whatsoever in Jameis Winston. But what I do know about that guy is he can launch the football. He loves scooping up and scraping up yards in the air. And he's a proven touchdown thrower. He's proven. And the problem that he's got historically, his interceptions, he just launches the football. Whether he's away with the fairies and just thinks that, yeah, it's all right. We we, we know this route. The wide receiver knows the timing on it. I'm just going to put it up there without looking. (laughs) Uh, I think if you can coach Jameis Winston to a level where his interception rate comes down, but all you ask of Jameis Winston is keep the production up it doesn't matter about his game because he's throwing touchdowns. He's going through the air and, 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 and gathering so many hundreds of yards per game. Just minimise the interception. Start thinking about the football process, Jameis, and we will be successful. And that's why I think if he's now the number one at the Saints and he knows he's got a job to do, I think they're my under-the-radar team for the playoffs, the Saints.
2: Okay. As the Vikings would be, With me, I'm fascinated this year to see whether last year's quarterbacks can be better. Um, Lawrence in Jacksonville, who's going to be coached for the first time, because Urban Meyer didn't bother with that, did he? But Doug Peterson will, so there's better players around him. And you'd like to think that Trevor Lawrence can now start looking like a number one pick. Wilson at the Jets, when he's back fit, showed flashes at the back end of last season. Trey Lance with the 49ers is, is going to start. And he's got Kyle Shanahan behind him. Mac Jones needs to go again and be better than he was last year. And the big wild card is Justin Fields. He had a really good preseason. He's got a new offensive coordinator. He's going to play in Aaron Rodgers' is a scheme from Green Bay now, so it's more quarterback friendly. Problem is, he's got nobody to throw the ball to, but it's going to be big to see whether those quarterbacks who were all first round picks last season can take a leap in year two. Right. Prediction time. All right. Prediction I- time. Prediction time. We don't go through the divisions because we no, don't no, want to pour no. everybody to death. Yeah, here we Without go. are going to give you AFC champion, NFC champion. We'll give you the Super Bowl and we'll give you a Super Bowl pick. All right. So shall NF- I take one conference first and you take the other? Go for it. Which one would you like to do? I'll go NFC.
1: You go first, NFC then. I'm going to go NFC. And I'm going to go with his final year in the NFL. We're going to go and see him in Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with... <laughs> Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was going to be Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. it's Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I think they've got too many weapons. They've invested too much. Uh, and as we know, if you're an NFL football team and you invest, you want results. Quick, quick, quick results. And I think that's what they've given Tom Brady the opportunity to win. I think he'll do it. Uh, my underdog in there, or my my, my runner-up, I think, they will play, I think they will play Green Bear in the semis.
2: Okay, so, um, and, and also just to kind of support you on your Brady pick, if he wasn't happy with Bruce Arians as the head coach last year, he's gone, so that would make a happier camp and might give them even more impetus. as the <laughs> that's season. Why he, that's on. why he handed a letter into the headmaster and got some time off. <laughs> Here you go, there you go. Right, NFC, I think this is easy. I think the Rams win the conference. I think they're the best team by a significant margin. I think they've got teams on the rise, who are going to make a mark this year. But I think it's the Rams' conference to lose. And I don't think this is the year that they lose it. And I think in the NFC Championship game, they will play a surprise team. I think they will play the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship game. The Rams will win it, and they will represent the NFC in Arizona in the Super Bowl next year. So it's me to go first in the AFC. I'm going to be really dull and boring, despite the fact that I've said all these teams are going to be great and all these teams can do this and all these teams can do that. I just look at the division that the Buffalo Bills play in and I think they've got a better chance than anybody to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And I think playing in Buffalo in the AFC Championship game is going to be big for them. I think it gives them an advantage. Feels like Josh Allen's year. And I think in the AFC Championship game, they will play Justin Herbert. And the Los Angeles Chargers in a shootout. I fancy Josh Allen to win the shootout. And I fancy a Buffalo Rams Super Bowl.
1: Right. I'm almost there, Darren, with you. But I'm going to go the flip side. I'm going to go the Chargers. I think the Chargers do the bills in the championship game. Because I think they've invested... Well, that defensive line is awesome. It's absolutely outstanding. Some great players on there. Bosa, Mac. I think it's phenomenal. I think if you tie the quarterback up into the middle of the field with those two amazing ends, you've got a job on your hands. So I'm going to go the Chargers for the Super Bowl. So it's, in my opinion, uh, give me one second because it's raining now, Darren. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to run inside with 8% battery left. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, So, uh, yeah, I am going to go. In my, my, my Super Bowl, I think it's going to be uh, an epic game. Tom Brady versus the young book, Justin Herbert. And I think Tom Brady gets that next ring. I think, I think Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win
2: the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to go Buffalo to win the Super Bowl against the Rams in an absolute classic. I think you're being brave. And you know why? Because for any team to get through that division, to get to the playoffs... I just want, And I've gone for them the to lose the AFC Championship game, so I'm with you. But I think we're being brave because you've got to leave so much behind. Every division game is going to be like a playoff game. So it could be good or bad, couldn't it? I mean, it could get you perfectly ready for the playoffs or you might be that beat up by the time you get there based on two against Denver, two against the Raiders, two against Mahomes and the Chiefs. The tank might be running low. But I just think the AFC is, is, is a pick em. So I've got Buffalo over the Rams, and you've got Buccaneers over the Chargers. And then if you want a broad sweeping bet, let's, let's say that um, the Super
1: Bowl team will come from that division. Yes. Uh, because, yes. like you said, they've got to play each other twice. You learn a lot over that period of time by playing the best teams in the NFL. And in my opinion, that is the best division. So those teams are going up against the
2: best regularly. Quick one before we finish, because you've got 8% battery left, and we've got to wrap it up. Are you, like me, wanting to play one quarter in the NFL with Dan Campbell as your head coach having more watched- time <laughs> not to I'll tell you what, Dan Campbell, I need his voice to be my alarm
1: clock. Yes. Because yes. he is literally the brand new Mr. Motivator. Oh. If you are having a bad day and you don't want to go to work or you're sat at work and your boss is being a pain in the ass, just put on some coach and let <laughs> him drive you
2: through that wall and out the door. Yeah. He's my new hero. I've got to say, he is an inspirational man. And i tell you what, you see some of them and you think, yeah, he doesn't mean that. and Yeah, that's all crap. But I think he really cares about those guys in the locker room. He's passionate about what he does. And how on earth can you say no to him? If he shows you the brick wall, you're going to run through it. And I think anybody who plays the Lions this season You might beat them, and they might not be very good, but they will play you to the end. They're going to play you to death, and they're going to cause one or two upsets in the season. But it's not only him, Darren. He's created an
1: institution now. He's changed the culture, and we we all know in sport that if you change the culture of the club, things happen. And he's done that. And the coach, you watch the coaches in the meeting rooms, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to go. They're all the same. he's created this amazing atmosphere an amazing environment where all the play they're going to be one of the toughest teams to beat in the NFL
2: yeah couldn't agree more uh, so this is clear. now a weekly thing again we're back it's a weekly thing the fumble's back we are here week after week hold us accountable we will not let you down we're committed we're ready we're good to go the season's here can't wait we've done the picks we've had a chat Vern's in mid-season form. Tom Brady's had his teeth done. We are ready to go. We absolutely are. Uh, Do what you do. Subscribe, click the link, blah, 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 blah. We'll see you on a regular basis. Well, he's gone. The battery's gone. He had 8%. I will finish it off. We will see you on a regular basis. That's what he was about to say. The Fumble is a Shooting Shark production. I hope Vern's OK. i will speak to you next week.